welcome to the Inspiring Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Danny, and in this episode, I'm joined by our luxury cruise expert, Denise, who is ready to take us on a voyage around the world. Hi Denise, thank you so much for joining the Inspiring Travel Podcast. We're here to talk about all things luxury cruise. So tell me, why do you love cruise so much? Oh, Danny, just to me, cruising, it's just the magic of it. When you're cruising away from a port and you're setting sail as the sun is setting behind you, you're sailing at night and the stars are, are ricocheting off the ocean. You go to bed, you wake up the next morning and you're somewhere new, exciting to have your next adventure. And that adventure the next day can be anything. You can go and lie on a beach. You could go zip lining. You could go and do quad biking. You could do whitewater rafting. The adventures that you can have on a cruise are limitless in a luxury and and magical way. (laughs) It's all about the luxury. Oh, always. (laughs) What's the most luxurious cruise you've ever been on? So luxury can be defined differently, even with the luxury lines, actually. I've been fortunate enough to cruise with most of the luxury cruise lines throughout my career and personal life in, in cruising as well. And there are many different types of luxury cruises that you can travel on, and each of them will have very different inclusions. But the luxury is what you make it personally, what you want to have included. What is your luxury? Do you want a butler in your suite? Absolutely. (laughs) Do you not want to queue for anything? Absolutely. Uh, So the level of luxury is all dependent on your own personal requirements. So what kinds of things can you do on a cruise? The kinds of things you can experience, the kind of things you can enjoy while you're on board? Yes, it's absolutely not being stuck or confined because those days that you're at sea, you take those moments to truly unwind and relax And you'll do things that perhaps you just don't have the time to do at home. It could be tiny little things. It could be taking a dance lesson. It could be taking a culinary lesson. And you go and learn in the cookery school how to make French onion soup or how to make your own pasta. I don't because I get kicked out of the kitchen quite often. (laughs) So I don't generally attend the culinary school. Um, But there are many different things that you can do. Go and do yoga at sunrise as the sun is coming up on the horizon. That's a beautiful experience to do and worth worth getting up for. There could be quizzes throughout the day. There could be opportunities to go and attend lectures. There could be guest speakers on board that are talking about your next port of call, which might be an ancient Greek ruin could be a science program if you're on an expedition cruise. There are many different things that you can do on board. And that's just during the day, the evening, everything comes to life. And it could be that you're going to watch a, a West End show in the theatre. 
Uh, you could go and listen to a, a live band or or see a comedian or you could just go dancing or sit out under the stars. But my most favourite experience on a cruise ship is to go and watch a movie under the stars out on deck. Oh, that does sound lovely. It sounds almost like a city at sea. It can be. And even with the small ships, there is still so much to do and so much choice on board. So this is a bit of an odd question, but do you feel like you're at sea? Can you feel the ship moving? You do feel the movement. You are on a moving vessel. (laughs) So everybody that sort of says, I I want to go on a cruise ship, but I don't want to feel it move. You're on a ship. It's (laughs) moving. However, you can pick parts of the ship that perhaps you'll feel the motion less, which would be right in the middle of the deck, mid to high. So say if the cruise ship is maybe 12 decks high, you might want to be around about deck eight or nine, seven, eight or nine, and right in the middle. If you go right at the front or right at the back, you're going to get the most movement, particularly high up and particularly low down. And also if you're at the front, you will also get the noise of the anchors dropping. So mid is best location for a number of reasons. It could be for motion, it could be for noise. Uh, So always where possible, go mid. That's very good advice. Thank you very much. So when you're on a cruise, you stop off at different ports and you get to get off the ship and experience these ports. How long do you usually stay in these different destinations? So with the luxury cruise lines, they try to really maximise your amount of time in port. Generally, you'll wake and you'll be in the port. So if you wake at seven or eight, if you're lucky enough to be at the front of the ship, the anchors will have woke you. So (laughs) you'll know. Um, But generally, as soon as you wake and you've opened your curtains, you'll have a whole new vista a whole new view. It could be you've got the ruins of a city, you could have mountains, you could have a rainforest, it could be a tropical beach. When you open those curtains in the morning and you've got the whole new view, the day is yours. The ships will generally be in port to around early evening. Sometimes they stay there late at night until 10, so you can enjoy an evening out in the town. And in some instances, they do overnights in port to really get the most from those ports whilst you're there. Where, in your opinion, is the most popular destination for a cruise? For a first-timer? I mean, sometimes I think you just have to go all out. Go big or go home, I think, really. (laughs) So my first cruise was to the Caribbean in 1999. There's so much more choice out there now. And even if you haven't cruised before, the more exotic, the more exciting the longer that you choose, the more adventurous it is going to be. So yes, go very exotic. You could pick South America, South Africa. Japan was the most popular cruising destination before COVID and and the cruise ships are sold out. Which of the cruises that you've been on has showcased the most diversity? That would certainly be Explorer Journeys, the brand new cruise line that just launched. They really have moved with the modern times and on board they have 
communities, I'm going to say. For example, for guests on board that don't drink alcohol, they have what they call the soda club. Okay. So you can go and meet others and socialize with, with other guests on board. They also have a solo community. So in the evening, solo travelers will all go and meet pre-dinner. So you can go and have drinks and perhaps decide if you want to have dinner with somebody. So explorer journeys are extremely inclusive and very, very diverse and have really brought cruising into the modern age. Which destinations do they visit on a typical itinerary? So at the moment, they will be spending time in the Caribbean before moving to South America and through to the Mediterranean. As Explorer 2 launches, those destinations will begin to expand. I had my first cruise with them in August, which was around Iceland. And oh, that was incredible. Beautiful. What sorts of things did you get to experience and see in Iceland? We did some amazing, amazing trips in Iceland. We did kayaking through a fjord. I'm going to say my daughter enjoyed that more than I did. <laughs> it was a little bit hard work. <laughs> we were last back <laughs> to the docks. And we also did um, what might be classed as perhaps the golden circle of the north. So we did the imposing landscapes of geysers, waterfalls, mud baths. It was quite an incredible cruise. What are some other really unique experiences that you can have? There are some amazing, unique, one-off experiences on cruise ships that you just can't do on land. And quite a few of our cruise lines offer some amazing opportunities. For example, seaborne cruises. They have two amazing features, one in the Caribbean and Thailand and another in Turkey. They offer an evening at Ephesus. When the site is closed to the public, seaborne guests are invited in. They will have a champagne reception and a classical music concert exclusive oh, wow. to them and exclusive to seaborne guests. Quite an incredible, unique moment. And then they also have, along with Sea Dream Yacht Club, the caviar in the surf. This is an amazing I'm going to say party. It's a party ashore. The ship will anchor and the crew will be bringing everything ashore to set up for the best champagne and caviar party that you can have on the beach. So they lay the surfboard up in the sea. The caviar is on the surfboard being served from the surfboard. Champagne. And then it's a big beach barbecue. Steel band in the background, and you're drinking Caribbean rum cocktails and drinking champagne. Oh, it's that a, sound like paradise. A truly <laughs> incredible day out. Guests of Seabourn go back year after year just to have this party. It's an incredible, uh, incredible event. Sea Dream Yacht Club not only do the caviar in the surf, the champagne splash party, they also have, and I have tried this, a very unique inflatable slide where you can oh. slide straight off the side of the ship oh straight into the caribbean <laughs> sea and it can be quite daunting especially if you're a little fearful of the ocean this is while the ship's docked this correct? is definitely while the ship's docked not in open water with the shark and the whales um so yes the ship is docked and there is the safety guy who's out in his little tender waiting for you at the bottom in case anything <laughs> happens. But you slide off of the slide and then you swim back around to the marina at the back of the ship and you can go again. 
and you just keep going. So we all had great fun on the inflatable slide. Um, sound amazing. Sea Dream Yacht Club. You can camp out under the stars on their cabana day beds on deck. They'll lay the beds out with quilts and pillows and make the beds up for you. If you're on a honeymoon, they'll sprinkle with rose petals on the bed. So it's a very romantic moment. Do you think cruises are suitable for families or couples or solo travellers? Cruising is for everybody and it's not a cliche to say so because genuinely there is a ship out there for everyone and there is so much for multi-generational families, whether children, there are cruise ships out there that have so much on board for the children, they could have hangout zones. But not just activities to keep the children occupied. They have youth programs that are informative and educational. So there are some incredible experiences for children and children can come back so enriched from what they've learned whilst they're away. What about solo travellers? Yes. So as well as the the solo program that Explorer Journeys offer, there are cruise lines that will also have dancers on board. They have a band playing with dancing. They have solo dance hosts. So you have a dance partner. So there are different opportunities to meet different people. Cruising is very sociable, particularly around dinner time. So you can have dinner with different people every night and really get to meet unique people and sometimes make friends for life that you go back cruising again with sort of time after time. What would you say is the most adventurous or alternative cruise that you could go on? There are so many choices out there at the moment, but for one, Antarctica would be one of the most incredible destinations to visit. Not going to be sunbathing on the beaches of Antarctica. You certainly aren't. You're going to be (laughs) off having the best adventure going Antarctica's got some amazing experiences where you can go and see the penguins and getting the time of the year right. You can actually see baby penguins. And again, of course, you know, the landscape and the scenery, absolutely incredible. There are some amazing expedition destinations such as Antarctica, Galapagos, Indian Ocean, Western Australia, some really amazing places to have a real adventure. So finally, what is the one thing that you think anyone wanting to go on a cruise needs to know? So I always absolutely tell my clients to pre-book excursions, dining if there's a particular special occasion, maybe that it's an anniversary or a birthday. Pre-plan things that you want to do whilst you're on board, particularly if you're going to remote parts of the world that you might not necessarily be going back to. It could be that you've gone all the way to South America and you want to go and see a gaucho ranch in in Argentina. 
you may never go back there again. So you wouldn't want to miss out. But also, likewise, you don't have to do the excursion. You can do something private. And I've done quite a few of our tours private. So you're picked up by a driver at the port and taken off and then they'll bring you back to the ship. So we can arrange private tours for you as well. What's the most amazing private tour you've had? Oh gosh. Um, I would say whitewater rafting. We did a whitewater rafting trip. Where was that? That was in Croatia. And that was uh, an incredible experience and something I hadn't expected to do on a cruise. And sometimes things do wow you and something will come along and think, I must absolutely do that. But we have had some amazing adventures of visiting and swimming in waterfalls and quad bike adventures, as well as just relaxing on beaches and uh, doing the historical sites and things. Where's your favourite destination that you've ever been? Sicily. Okay. The Italian island of Sicily. The town of Teomina is just absolutely beautiful. And we went on a excursion there called The Footsteps of the Godfather from the movie The Godfather. Oh, wow. So they took us to Barbatelli, that's from the movie. And they took us high up into the mountains of Savoca. And we went to visit the old Italian churches up into the mountains and we visited the Barvatelli. And then we went down into the town of Teomina. And Teomina is the prettiest town I think I've ever visited. And they have a, a Roman amphitheatre. And I am quite sort of, if you've seen one Roman amphitheatre, you've seen them all. <laughs> but the one in Teomina is absolutely breathtaking. The Roman columns that are up on top of the hill. And as you look through the columns and it's all lit up down at the beach below, it's just the most beautiful picturesque setting that you could imagine. It's just a place that captured my heart, I think. It's, it's beautiful. for joining us for the first series of the Inspiring Travel podcast. We really hope you've enjoyed exploring the world of luxury travel with us. We've certainly enjoyed sharing it with you. We'll be back soon with big travel plans for season two. If you've been inspired by our travels this season, check the link in the show notes for some of our best offers and follow us across social media for more inspiring travel content, insights, and to find out when we're returning. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you find your podcasts. We'll see you again soon in paradise.